I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown. From the court jester in ye olden days to the rock and roll stand-up playing in front of tens of thousands at a sold-out stadium, the comedian comes in many guises. From thoughtful comedy to gross-out comedy to firing one-liners to engaging with the audience, there have been many iconic comedies, so many iconic comedians, fuck that up, and performances. Here I am with ten comedy facts. It's not ten comedy facts, it's actually ten one-liners. And as we have a professional here... We're going to get her view on what these one-liners are like. So here we go. Number one, Adam and Eve were the first ones to ignore the Apple terms and conditions. Uh. (laughs) I'm glad I brought the the piped-in comedy. Wonderful. Uh, Will glass coffins be a success? Remains to be seen. (laughs) The man who invented knock-knock jokes should get a Nobel Prize. The problem isn't that obesity runs in your family, it's that no one runs in your family. Uh, £250 here on Earth is £94.5 on Mercury. No, I'm not fat, I'm just not on the right planet. I went to buy some camo pants but couldn't find any. <laughs> How many more of these? There's ten altogether. Oh, great. Uh, when life gives you melons, you might be dyslexic. Uh, when life gives you... Oh, no, I've just done that one, sorry. Uh, what's the difference between ignorance and apathy? I don't know and I don't care. Oh, the crowd must have heard that one before because they laughed before yeah. I said anything. I hate Russian dolls. They're so full of themselves. And don't you hate it when someone answers their own questions? I do. And the crowd goes wild. Thank you, everybody. No, no, please, that's far too generous. Thank you. Anyway... As you can tell, I am not a professional comedian. But our guest this week on this episode is not only a professional comedian, she's an award-winning professional comedian. 
and not only an award-winning professional comedian, but someone that we can have called friend nearly 10 years now. Is it? It's nearly 10 years. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Keris Nelms. And I can't believe <laughs> I haven't got your jingle. Where's my jingle? I cannot believe that I didn't. Have, why did I not have that? lined up like that's my thing oh my god i feel like i've the only yeah, time i hear is, it is when you play it for me i'm so sorry there you go i've really balls that up because that was something that would have been made for this but anyway exactly what hello keris how are you yeah uh, sorry award-winning right? keris how are oh, you oh stop it don't i was in london to pick up my award last night were you what a shit show really yeah. why so so tell everybody what did you win the award for so basically, uh, every year, because the actual sort of uh, circuit comedians weren't winning any of the main awards that are run by people, um, the comedians on the circuit decided to do their own. So it's only fellow comedians that are working full time in the industry that can vote. So right. basically, it's your, it's your peers voting for your peers so So it's like like players player of the year award yeah 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 definitely yeah yeah um so it's just voted for by comedians so it just gives a different outcome to what any other award would because it it's the people that are on the circuit rather than people that are just ticking boxes and they're rammed on telly before they're before they're ready so yeah no so i won best mc which is good because we all love you all we all know i love to talk to people indeed my favorite thing to do um but on the back of that, went to pick up my award in our little ceremony last night in London, only to be brought on by the man that was giving out the awards by him saying, fuck knows who she is. Uh, I'm hoping some of you do, seeing as you voted for her. I don't know who she is. I don't know how she's won Best MC, Keris Nelms. You're kidding me. No, so he's a London comic. And as, as far as he's concerned, if I'm not in London, I'm not a comedian. Right. So I had to come on to him introducing me like that. Now, bear in mind, I'm the only female out of the four awards as well. Right. And I'm the it's the only person he introduces to the stage like that. Unbelievable. I'm devastated, right? I'm so upset. I come on stage, I was like, I, nice, nice uh, welcome for me. That, that was great. So I had to turn around and go, so of course some of you probably won't know me i'm a comedian that doesn't live in london yet we we do exist thanks for the award and walked off and then there was a few comedians that could see i was upset and they were like oh he's just trying to be a bit funny but he, he just ended up being a bit of a prick is it something that somebody that wouldn't everyone would know is it like a name comedian or no no it's he's... nobody you would know i would know him because he's on the circuit saying that I've never worked with him. I work with his son who's about mid twenties. So I've done loads of gigs with his son. I was in Austria with his son last year. Right. Um, so that's kind of gives, gives you an idea that I don't work with him yet. I work with work for all the big comedy venues. I work with his son. So he's had his time and just obviously a little bit bitter or whatever. It was just horrible, Pav. It was, I was so looking forward to it. It's the first award I, I won. Got all dressed up, drove all the way to London, only to be introduced on stage like that. That is shit. 
That is and absolutely then shocking. They gave us awards, didn't even have our names on them because they'd cobbled them together quite quickly. And the people that, because you're supposed to like pass it on year after year. Right. So, like, I would put money towards next year's awards. And the people that won it last year are absolutely embarrassed at the award that we've got. So they're, they're making new ones and stuff. It, it just felt like I've been a bit depressed all day. Felt just felt a bit tarnished. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you've, you, they can't take it away from you. No, even, exactly. Even if, even if you want to give it away. They can't no. take it off you. I've got it for a year. That's it. It's mine. But then you're always going to be the best MC for this year. So I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, that's. That, I feel really sorry for you. I really do. But don't feel down about it. No. For us, you're our top MC every year. <laughs> so, and I will say this. So, so we started podcasting in April 2013. So our 10 yeah. year anniversary is coming up. Now I'm sure it was the summer of 2013. That was the first Phoenix Festival. Is that right? Quite possibly, yeah. Because I started in 2011, but obviously didn't do a lot of gigs for the first. It was it was just open spot gigs yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, that, so that's sure, right. Yeah, so that was where we met you because you were yeah. the MC for the very first Phoenix Festival. Yeah. And then since then, I mean, I knew from the, like the first two minutes of meeting you that we like we were we were going to get on like or yeah, as as me and Neil and you yeah. because we both we all had the same kind of sense of humor we knew that you were like you didn't give a fuck about what someone said to you or what you said to somebody else and I love that as you'll find out on my list of comedians yeah. I love that kind of thing where somebody is quite happy to give a joke but take a joke and look we and then we like you very kindly come and did like our live shows and was a guest and legendarily sang uh, spoke to us for like an hour and then the computer turned off and we had to do it all again i mean it's never touch wood it has never happened, never happened. since <laughs> and before and it was like we were so lucky because anybody else it would have been a problem but for you a trooper and just laughed about it and we asked the same questions to you for another hour exactly <laughs> and, and i have this it, I have this. There's a, when I do, um, I did uh, Frog and Bucket in Manchester, um, and they had, there was a couple of nights where they had some serious, like, technical issues because, you know, when it was all Zoom and live and stuff like that. And the two times she turned around to me, she went, I am so glad you were on. She said, because I know you can cope with whatever happens. She said, anybody else wouldn't have been able to. So she said, the fact is that you were here for both times when that happened meant that I could just sit back and go, it's okay, we'll get it sorted. But in the meantime, Karis is on, on top of this. She's She's got it. So, yeah, I love it. And then when we did the WTAF shows, I mean, I've never had so many people come up. And before they said that they enjoyed the show, just like saying Karis is amazing, Karis is fantastic. And I think out of the four shows, I think you did two of them yeah i think you did Possibly, two of them okay. maybe the first one and the first one and the last one um but yeah i've well, never known but, but then you create um like a family kind of thing around what you do we hope so, so that, yeah so they all come together and you just make so many friends and like i'm still friends with loads of them and they message me and you know tag me and stuff and and that's what's nice about it is is things like that yeah without a doubt now 
there is it's not a first when we go through our top 10 you'll understand it's it's happened before but something special is going to happen in our top 10 um but Ooh. this is a first because this is the first time that we've had somebody as a guest that has been on the ads of the podcast because we're with a cast um and we had lottery um <laughs> adverts um, I think over Christmas and I remember sitting at work actually listening to another podcast and all of a sudden these dulcet tones came up and I thought fuck me that's Keris <laughs> I had so many men- like I, I put it off on my Facebook because I thought people are going to hear it and go and then yet yet literally every day I'd get somebody going is that you on the yeah 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 I did a post about is that you there's somebody that sounds like no it's me is that you yeah yeah I only actually heard one of them I heard oh, uh, one of the very first ones and then people kept messaging me going oh an aquarium and I'm like I've got no idea what you're talking about what are you talking about <laughs> so yeah they run the six weeks on the run up to Christmas and New Year so yeah. um yeah no they what they wanted was just two people just chatting as if they were round each other's houses as mates luckily for me and Josh the other guy that was doing it with me is that we knew each other. Right. They didn't know that. So oh, we, right. turned up, okay. no, no, we turned up to record and they're like, do you two know each other? We're like, yeah, we're both comedians. So we've, so, and I know his kind of comedy. He knows mine. So of course, when he was going to say something, I knew exactly where he was going to go and could react accordingly. Whereas if, if it was people that didn't know each other, they'd go. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah Whereas you sort we, of knew we, each other's we, vibe kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we probably sort of in tune together. So no, it was good. It so was post. it was funny because I was talking to somebody at work about and we were talking about what podcasts we listen to and stuff, and and it seems to be a trend for adverts these days where it is two mates chatting about whether they are going to go and get a Starbucks or going to go and get a, a a sandwich or something. Yeah. And I was literally saying to him, I said, I fucking hate those kind of adverts. I said they really piss me off because they try and pretend like they're two mates. But they're not. And then literally the following day, yeah. I thought, oh, shit, Keris is in one of those kind of adverts. Right. But the interesting thing is, though, they had, we had about 20 scripts. Oh, right. right? Okay. So we had 20 scripts. Yeah. And it got to the point, like, we did the, so our first um, like audition in theory, they were like, okay, let's just disregard the scripts just see what you do together. And that's what it ended up being. Right. None of the stuff we did was scripted. There was that's nothing better, in there. It? So it was basically him reacting to what I said, me reacting to what he said. And they sort of gave us, it needs to be to do with the lotto. So it needs to be, think this much money. It needs to be done to the Euro millions, think this much money. And that was basically the only sort of direction they, they gave us. So because they don't want that. They don't want, we've got two actors pretending to be friends who've never met each other before. So I think, I hope it sounded a bit less. Oh yeah. It it sounded like you two had been shagging. I mean, that's what it definitely sounded like. You were, you were. Joshy, he's lovely. (laughs) Plays, he plays um, for the, he's an England football player, but for the disabled team. Because he's partially blind. Yeah. So he's in Tenerife at the moment playing football for them. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's good lad. So he's like there with the script. I was like, I can't read it, even if he wanted to. Let's just make it up. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, then then it'll sound more natural anyway, won't it? Yeah. If, if you're yeah. just like, like you're having a conversation. I said it was perfect because we knew each other. That's how. That's why it worked. If we had put put two strangers in a room, they would have had to revert back to the scripts, and then 
Yeah. It's, it's think, the same old shit. I think that's why those other ones sort of piss me off because they yeah. sound like they're reading from a script, but they're trying to be mates, and it just yeah. doesn't. It doesn't ever. No, work. I think we were just lucky, basically. Good. Good. Right. So we're here to um, work out our top ten comedians. Um, now I've I've gone for stand up comedians. I don't know yeah. whether you've done the same because I didn't think about whether we should stipulate that. I mean, no. See. The moment I tried to compile a list, I kept veering off into probably, I'd probably say they all started as stand-up comedians, probably bar one. Right. But also probably more known for comedy acting and stuff. You know, it just, yeah, it is is what it is. That's fine. I think, I think pretty much everybody, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got one that started the other way around, but he's famous for that anyway. Yeah. Um, but Keris, hit us up with your number ten favorite comedian. My number ten. Well, we're going. We're not going old. Well, we are kind of going old school, really. Robin Williams. Yeah. Now I was talking to talking to Cal about this earlier on. He thought I said Robbie Williams and got a little <laughs> bit confused. I was like, it's two very different people. Um, Robin Williams. What can you say? Yeah. The only thing is, I get upset. Is that what would he be doing now? That's the yeah. main thing. But but to me, as a comedian, it also makes me realise that we have got that very dark, depressive side to us that comes along with stuff, and we need to keep on top of that shit. It's mm. such, and I'll say this, it's such a lonely job. We're essentially on our own at home when everybody's working. We travel to gigs on our own. We go in, we do our job, we go home on our own. We see people for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, if we're lucky. Um, but, yeah, I grew up with Robin Williams. Like, watching him on telly, obviously he started as a stand-up, but mainly you sort of saw him on Morecambe Indy and then he was on all your kids' films and stuff like that. But it was the obvious humour that was always there, the improvisation and the stuff like that. Mm. And such a deep character that none of us knew what was happening under the surface. Yeah. And don't you think that it's that, I mean, it's the same with actors and musicians. The really good ones have got that, that vein of pain going through their lives. And that's sort of, I think what makes them. And I think, I mean, I can imagine it's the same as like when I go singing and I have a really good gig, you're, you're high from it. And then you come home, come home, and that's when the roller coaster starts because you've got nobody to share that experience with. Yeah. You've gone through that experience. You've probably had, and you've probably, or I know you've had it, where you've had a room of people in the palm of your hand. You've literally been a god for like a, an hour, two hours, 15 minutes, whatever it is. You've got nowhere to go from there, but dang. No. And then Just, you go back to, like Manchester, they go back to your travel lodge next door to Manchester. You're in the damp room where there's water leaking all over the floor and the curtains don't. Um, closed properly and there's no hot water and then you're like oh okay yeah oh okay I've just entertained 250 people they've been like oh my god on the way out oh my god it's so great we've come here especially to see you oh this is great and then you little toddle off to your travel lodge and oh back to reality yeah yeah it's yeah we've all got we've all got backstories and there's reasons we do the stuff that we do and I think performance wise we're the ones that carry the most yeah. Like any kind, any kind of performers, we're the ones that have 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 got the 
the yeah. dark stories, the backstories. Um, but then, do you did, but then do you use that sometimes for your comedy? Yeah, this is the thing that because recently I'm like um, I think I'm about uh, ready to talk about dad's cancer and dying uh, to the point where it's funny because there's funny stories surrounding that where my stepmom had packed so much into my dad's coffin the funeral directors had to ring me up and go we can't get the lid on and I had to go down there and I was taking out fucking picture frames he had a watch in there a torch a pillow like insane things I'm like I don't need any of this bloody fucking idiot um but just things like that and and I I know the last sort of few weeks like he um we'd get like a visitor around the house and he'd be like like within 10 sort of minutes the visitor getting there he'd be like oh I'm so tired Karis and I was like oh he's so sorry he's really tired and I you know really upset me and the visitor would go and dad would be like oh my god they were so fucking boring I had to pretend I was tired (laughs) And I'd be like, for fuck's sake. So it just, like, there was that humour to it, even though we knew he was going and the way he'd sort of cope with it. So, yeah, there's things like that that up until this point, I haven't been ready to do it. Now I am ready to do it. I've got to do it in a way where people are like, look, we've all lost people. We're all losing people. We're losing people every day. So now I'm like, right, come on, we need to be laughing about this. Otherwise, none of us are getting through anything. No, no, no. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's your number 10. Um, Neil did send me his top 10. Did um, he? I won't, I won't go through all of them. I'll just go when things are relevant. Uh, but his number 10 is the same as my number 10. Oh, I thought you were going to say the same. Which is? Carius Ah, number 10? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hang on. Think of all the ones that Sorry, we haven't. Sorry, the signal's going. The Think signal's of all going. the ones that Sorry. we haven't got uh, in our top 10. I can't hear you. I'm going for a tunnel. <laughs> It was weird because he sent me his and I went, that's weird. I said, because we've got the same number one and the same number 10. Um, Two guys. Is your list quite similar? Um, or is it just mainly those two? No, I think we've got, a, we've got a couple in there that's, that's similar. Not, and yeah. we've got, like I say, we've got the same number one, but we've all go to that. Um, but it was weird because... Thanks, guys. Because I wrote all my, like, as I normally do, I write everyone that I can think of off the top of my list off the top of my head, sorry, and then yeah. I put them in order. And although you didn't make it to my number one, you were the first number, on, first person on my list. Aww. Because I thought if there's going to be a 10, Keris has to be in it because... Yeah, she'll kick off. <laughs> no. She knows where not, I live. Not just because of the fact that you're, that you're lovely, you but live. because you are funny. And it's not, I'm not blowing smoke up your backside as much as you might like me to. Um, but that's a different podcast and a yes, different, different, different video show, and a different, different channel. Show. We yeah, we wouldn't <laughs> we wouldn't get that on you. Done that show, haven't we? <laughs> I think we probably yeah, we'll be shown some of the pictures, I think. Anyway, we'll get to that a little bit later, I think. Um but genuinely, I think even if I didn't know you and I was just watching your stuff on YouTube or TikTok or Facebook or wherever it was, I genuinely think that you're a great comedian. So thanks, mate. That's all right. So Thank it was you. really weird. Like Neil brought it up, and I said to him, "I said you got the same number ten as me. You're going to steal my thunder." Yeah. So so yeah, and I know that Neil feels the same way. So there you go. And that oh, you're the, yeah. you're the second person to have been in a top ten as a guest. Tim oh. Downey uh, was there for famous moustaches. So um, although you were number seven for our famous um, moustaches. Oh, well, there you go. There we go. <laughs> 
I better be number one for the beard. Oh yeah, oh god, and that's the question that we are. You know, that's the oh. picture that we've all seen. Yeah. I mean, which, um, which of course, people yeah. on the WTAF, this country podcast, will know all about that. Again, we're good. I mean, this might be the longest podcast we've ever done, but just explain. That was one of the things that I think broke the ice and broke the water um, for everybody that that started to find out about you was that picture. So do you want to well, just yeah. explain to our listeners about Obviously, that picture? I always used to do, like, I'm, I'm quite an open book, so everything that I've done in my life, I kind of try and use. And We can't wait and, for the book. Yeah, we can't exactly, wait for that right? book. So every, do you know what? Every time I speak to somebody, they're like, you should write a book. I'm like, yeah, I know. It'll, there'll, there'll be a book at one point. Do not worry. Um, but, yeah, as a lady giving birth, you're not going to see down the business end. So my mum my mum was in there as well as my uh, the father of my child. And and mum was, the, the midwife was like, just take some photos because she's never going to see this happening. So I had a photo of obviously Cal exiting the old uh, canal and uh, used to do it on stage and, and, and show people. did, yes. We um, had it up on the big screen and everything, exactly. didn't we? That I think year. that's probably the biggest place it's been. <laughs> I, did, I did try and get it printed once on like a, a, a big like towel. Oh, really? And they, they, yeah, and even, um, even like a big birthday card. And it'd always come back going, we can't print this. I'm like, okay, just use my iPad then. Yeah. Now the thing is, like on on the YouTube version of the podcasts, whenever like you when you say Robin Williams, I will insert a photo of Robin Williams just for like three or four seconds to give context. I'm wondering whether to just slide the photo in now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then again, I mean, it'll either make it go viral or people will just like. like cancel their subscriptions did did they see it did they not was it there yes, Who knows? maybe i should put it in just for like half a second like a split yeah, yeah subliminal yeah, yeah, yeah. message there go oh, it's, it's a wonder to see i must admit <laughs> you know you don't your brain can't quite work out what you're looking at to start with what you know what's I like the goal end I and what's always used to, yeah used to like just scroll in and uh make it a little bit wider so yeah. to speak <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, you're number nine then, Keris. Give us your number, number nine. Number nine is uh, good old, oh, feels like a bit of a morbid list uh, at the moment, Sean Hughes. Oh, right. Yeah. So Irish, Irish comedian, British yeah. born Irish comedian. No um, longer with us, obviously. Aren't no, you I um, absolutely adored Sean's show. His TV show. Can you remember yes. that? Yes, it's Shawnee Show. La yeah. la la la. It's Shawnee Show. Do 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 do. Shawnee Shawnee Shawnee. Anyway, um, that he used to watch religiously, and then he bought out because this doesn't even seem real now. Bought out a load of merchandise, so I had all like the merchandise, and there was a Shawn's Show book and all kinds of stuff that go with it. Like I'm sure there was household goods and things like that, and um, like. He is one of the main reasons that I did comedy. He was like my one of my comedy heroes when I was growing up. And my first year in Edinburgh, I got invited to this party and he was there. And I was like, oh my God, like this before I properly started doing comedy. Like I'd only been going like a few months. So I went over and spoke to him and he spoke to me like a piece of shit. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't have much luck, do you? You really don't. And I was like, have... I walked, but I lit, he was just like, what do you want <laughs> really and i was like oh my god like just a really big fan just need to go over and speak to you because if i didn't i'd probably never have the chance again and i was yeah. like oh, it's just, he went 
All right. Oh, I know. Oh, I my like, God. Uh, I walked back people? to the, I walked back to the guy I was with who was an award-winning comedian, and uh, he went, he, he's devastated you, hasn't he? I was like, yeah. And then, well, then it comes back, doesn't it? Never meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah. So then um, a few years later, we end up gigging together, and he is the nicest person ever. And I can only put it down to now as it was an industry party. He, he probably didn't, there was all kinds of people there. He didn't know who he was speaking to and stuff like that. Then, but yeah. then when he met me on like a level playing field, oh, she's an, she's emceeing the show tonight. Oh, there we go. And I didn't ever remind him of it because I thought there's, nobody needs reminding of shit like that. No. And he'd, um, he had one of his poetry books with him. So he signed that for me. And this was literally weeks before he died. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I swear, it's those things, isn't it? Like we were saying earlier on about the darkness. Not everybody can be on all the time. You just got to no. catch these. But it is that thing of like, it's somebody yeah. that's your your hero. You just want to. And, and what I know as well, Pav, is coming through the ranks without these people, that support you and watch your TV shows and watch your comedy and buy your tickets, yeah. you wouldn't be where you are. No, exactly. So to then turn around and completely disregard that yeah, and forget that without these little minions, you ain't got nothing. No. And also that, the fact that you're, that you are going to go away from that and go, I used to like him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it and changes and your it's story opinion. Of, and it's a story I've told many times and it's just, I don't know whether it then shapes me um, in the way that I am. So I'm not like that. No. Like, I will speak to any, if somebody stops me, I'll speak to them. Yeah. And I'll chat to them for as long as they want to chat to, uh, unless they're really creepy or have their cock in their hands, something like that in the park. <laughs> then then I'm like, oh my God, let me take you home. No. Uh, then I'm like, <laughs> um, but no, it, it's for me, these, without these people, mm-hmm. I only get a certain you know certain distance yeah and i'm i'm sure that 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 with how long you've been doing it now there are that's not the only story of that is there i'm sure there are other comedians that you thought that their their image is that they're lovely people and then you meet them and maybe you meet them on a bad day or maybe they are just assholes i don't know yeah i had a a big one with millican oh really i'm always scared to talk about really yeah yeah at the time i had um People message me going, "This could end your career before you even start it." No, I can't. I can't talk about it because it fucking terrifies me now. <laughs> well, One day I'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but perfect yeah. for the book. Yes, you know, exactly. If Prince Harry can get away with slagging off the royal family, I'm sure. God, you know, I can't bear it. Warts and all, you know. Yeah. You could L- blow, blow the comedy business out of the water, and <laughs> exactly. all these comedians will be shitting their pants. <laughs> Exactly right. I've got a fucking, I've got shit on all of them, I tell you. Oh, dear me, it's crazy. Okay, uh, my number nine um, is somebody that went from being a comedian and comedic actor to a stand-up is Ricky Gervais. Now, maybe he should have been higher, I don't know. See, now the look on your face there, now... (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Keris. Do you You know what? Is it because he know, he hasn't paid his dues? Is that why you're looking like that? No, no. Um, uh, do you know what it is? Is that I, I thought he was very clever and, 
you know, especially with David Brent and stuff like that, until you realise that's just the same character he plays in everything. everything. If you've yeah. watched Night of the Museum, it's yeah. David Brent yes. uh, in the museum, etc., yeah. etc. Et um, I've never seen him live, so I. This is what I will say as well on on the other side of that. Everybody live is so much better than what you would ever see on TV. Right. So yes. Things like that. I, I, it upsets me when people are like, oh my God, I'm watching live at the Apollo. He's really shit. It's like, go and see him live. And if you still think they're shit, then yeah, walk away. But there's a difference between live comedy and what you're seeing on TV. Uh, Ricky, I loved, um, what's the one he did? Derek. Derek. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I must admit, look, I've, I'm a big fan of The Office. I enjoy The American Office more than that. I think he is a little bit of a one-trick pony. I mean, I, being a podcaster, loved all his podcasts with Carl Pilkington and yeah. stuff like that, but I do feel his last um, comedy special that he did for Netflix seemed Humanity. very... very run, um, Was it Humanity? I think it was Humanity, yeah. My, was very run-of-the-mill, and it was and it, he regurgitated a lot of old stuff from the podcasts. Yeah. So anybody that hasn't listened to the podcast will think it's all new material. There was a couple of jokes in there. I thought, Jesus, you were saying that 10 years ago. Yeah. And that's a bit a bit of a shame. I went and saw him live, uh, oh, I can't remember, a few years ago now. And he is good. There are some great jokes and, and the way he performs it is is great. I do, as, as you are a, a proper professional comedian, I wonder what they, what people like yourself thought of him because obviously he was famous then he decided that stand-up was his first love. But he hasn't treaded the boards and, and stayed at a, you know, a travel lodge that, where the water is dripping down. You know, do you know what I mean? He's stepped into being a headliner right from the very start. This is the thing you'll find, is they all come back to stand-up because they know, oh, well, hang on a minute, I'm doing that on TV, but look, we just, well, I'm not going to say the name because he's on my list. Um <laughs> They all come back because the money's there. Yeah. So they can sell arenas in seconds, make a quick buck based on what they were doing 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Only problem being now is that they're not stepping up enough to carry that on for much longer. No, no. But then obviously if Netflix... Are making money out of it, they're going to keep paying for Netflix specials and yeah. uh, and stuff like that. But, There'll always be people that watch it, and yeah. that's 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 the way in. They they see it coming back into stand up is a way of making money quickly. Yeah, it's not got any of the production that you'd need to do a comedy show and a sitcom and stuff like that. It's just you one hour special, boom, money. Yeah, yeah. sell up a tour on the back of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Okay. God, this is going to get juicy. I feel this is going to get juicy. Okay, your number eight then, please, Karis. Goes without saying, the lovely Victoria Wood. It is a fucking morbid list. Hang on. Three of mine are dead. <laughs> Hang on, let me check. The rest of them are alive. The rest of them are alive. That's <laughs> I've got the dead enough. ones out of the way. you got the dead ones out of the way, yeah. yeah. I mean, dead uh, wood, wood, if you want to go, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Wood. Is that too soon? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, just... Her and Julie Waters in yeah. stuff back in the day. Yeah. Um, Acorn Antiques. Yeah, just fantastic, amazing. And again, one of these ones that you're like, I wonder what. In in a way, sometimes it feels better that she's gone because I 
would I like the fact that a legacy lives on now rather than when you see the likes of somebody else trying to come back. Yeah. Again, I'm not mentioning names. No, 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 no. Where they've done stuff that I really loved back in the day and then now they're doing stuff and you're like, it's not working, it's not working. This well just an example, bloody uh Williams and Matt Lucas, isn't it? Back in the day we all loved Little Britain. Anything they've tried since, horrific. Um, James Corden and Matthew Horn. We all loved them in Gavin and Stacey, put them into presenting something. And we were like, what the heck is this god-awful stuff? Yeah. So, yeah, there's a time and a place. So sometimes you're like, did she have a time? And it was brilliant. And we've gone out on a high. She's gone out on a high. And that's great for us all. Um, I just wonder, there there was just genius there. And she could have done so much more. Yeah. I think also she'd have been, she'd have been a character in Harry Potter as well. Oh, gosh, yeah. She would have, she would have been something. She'd have been one of the We've got to think anything that, kind of anything that Julie Waters had done, isn't it? Would have been, there would have been an in to, exactly. In to, um, for Victoria. Exactly. But yeah, very multi-talented, like musician and comedian. And like I say, Acorn Antiques was just, it was, that was the, it was like, I'd watch it. I wasn't a big Victoria Wood fan, but I would watch the show what was it wood on what was it wood on tv or oh, oh. camera what it was called name was it just victoria wood on tv something like that it was something it? It, it was i would watch the whole half it? hour just to to watch the acorn antiques bit because it was just hilarious it was just fantastic it's, yeah. yeah it's um it's just a shame as seen on tv yeah. was it as seen on tv, as seen on TV. that's right well done Yes. Yeah. Um, my number eight is Al Murray, but as the pub landlord. Um, I've been a fan. Of, I mean, I think he still. I think he still does it, doesn't he? I think he's a yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've, no, I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him a couple of times live. The one thing about him is the character's very funny. I don't know whether it's it's not obviously not PC, which is part of the the joy of it is the fact that he's saying stuff that. You know, you say in the normal world you're going to get cancelled or whatever, but you also learn a lot as well. There's a lot about like the British Empire and all of that kind of stuff because he is so knowledgeable about history yeah. and um, wartime history and stuff like that. Just as a person, he's got a really good podcast. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's all about like wartime and the Second World War and stuff like that. Yeah. But Al Murray, he had a fantastic sitcom um, called Time Gentlemen, Please which was on Sky in the mid-90s, I think. We have ways of making you talk. There you go. We have ways of making you talk. That's right. But the, the, but the, the pub landlord uh, character had its own sitcom, uh, which was co-written with Richard Herring. And it was yeah. really good, but it never got the, it never got the, the plaudits or recognition yeah. that it should have done. And I can remember when we went to the Wyvern, I think it was in Swindon, and um, there was a lot of people, and I was talking to somebody saying, yeah, I haven't ever seen him live, but I've watched Time Gentleman, Please. And he went, that's shit compared to, like, exactly what you said, compared to seeing him live. He said, yeah. that, that that TV show is shit. And I went, all right, okay. And I didn't, I, I love the TV show, but watching him live was a completely different experience. Yeah. But he is so bombastic and and d- does the sort of stuff you do where he's talking to people. That was the question I was going to ask you. Because he does it as well. He'll talk to somebody and then half an hour later we'll go back and talk to that same person. I'm terrible at remembering names. You must have a gift as well for like remembering. You'll sort of talk to someone and go, hello, hello, Deirdre. I don't know why I chose Deirdre. Yeah. But then you've, got to, rem- but you've got to remember that name. Yeah. 
Is that um, just something that you've trained yourself for that? Yeah, sometimes it, you could just have that night where it doesn't matter how many times, I could ask the woman her name and it's just gone. Right. And I'll ask it again and it's gone. And just sometimes like that, I just cannot remember. But I'd say a lot of that is because of my age and because of menopause and shit like that, which is, okay. that's the, but that's the upsetting thing for me because it, I, there was a few months where I was properly panicking about it. But you've got to think as well, I base it on the fact that there's other comedians that will also want to come on and direct something at somebody else. So unless I do that and go, oh, Matt, what do you do? And then say the comedian comes on and he wanted to pick on somebody. He's like, oh, Matt, I, you know, you're 23. You know what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? So right. it also pays it back to the other comedians and they take on board. Or if somebody turns up halfway through a night and goes, who do I need to know about in the audience? And I'm like, well, Matt, he's 23, he sat in the front with his mum, and, and Deirdre, she's over there, she's on a hen do. Um, so it's passing sort of information along. But that's my favourite thing to do because people then think that they're, they're part, not only are they part of the show, but it's specifically tailored to that night. Right. Because you're involving the people that are there. It's not generic people that could be in any audience. It is Deirdre, it is Matt, it's the people that are sat in front of you and they love it. When you go back, you remember something and do callbacks throughout the night. I love that. I love it. It's my favourite thing. That, that's the job of an MC then, is to, to sort of to, to give tips to the other comedians and stuff I would as well, say, so. yeah. I said the amount of times people come out and go, is there any, like, what's the average age or where where's the, like, majority of people live? Are they locals? So things like that is your sort of gleaning information that if somebody does want to talk about anything, they've got a few people to pick on. They they know the average age of the room. They know who the youngest in the room is. They know sort of roughly who people are with and and what's going on. So if right. they've got material that they can relate to them, they'll come. They'll listen. If they're a good comedian, they'll be listening and they'll come on and do it. It's like me, right. if I'm ever doing a set, I will watch the whole night. If I'm headlining, whatever, I will get there. I watch the whole night because I want to know who's been spoken to who I can relate stuff to, who I can pick on, who's who's up for a laugh, who's been a twat all the way through that I can I can riff with. So yeah, mine mine's purely I will observe constantly throughout the night. Right. There you go. Yeah, I can I'm I'm shit at it. I I'm, I someone tells me their name and then 10 minutes later I forget yeah. who it is and it, it 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 and I haven't got I don't think I'm going through the menopause. I might be. You might be. I said that's that's the most terrifying thing for me is if I lost that. So yeah. sometimes if I'm having a bad night or whatever, I'll come off. I'm either recording it so I can go back and if I need to look back at the names, or I come off straight away and write down in my little notes who I need to remember. And more often than not, I never look back at those notes because by that point they're already in anyway. Right. But right. they're just there. If I'm just about to go on stage, I go, Oh god, what was this? I got it there. But right. it's very that's rare that I use it. Okay, lovely. Okay, then, uh, you're number seven, then, please, Karis. Oh, I don't know if you've heard of him. Peter Kay. Oh, that's my number two. Is it? That's well, my number two. Was, this is what I was going to reference him, wasn't I, saying how they come back to stand-up to make the money. Right. The amount of money he has made from this tour is unbelievable. Yeah. So we all know I had tickets booked for the last tour, Um whatever happened so we believe it was him we believe he had leukemia oh is that oh is that what it yeah 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 because at the time um i as a punter and a comedian i'm like if it was we knew it was illness 
So I was like, if it is a member of the family, there's no reason he would not go ahead with this to make sure that the family were financially stable. Yeah. So if it was one of the kids or his wife, whatever, the best thing to do would be to carry on with the tour. So they've got a, a big sum of money coming in. Yeah. 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 So the only reason he wouldn't go ahead with the tour is if it was him. Right. And it's weird because I remember at that time somebody sent me a message and said, I've heard that Peter Kay has died. And I thought that's weird. And then yeah. I think it was the following day or the day after it said that he'd cancelled his cancelled the tour. Because yeah. I thought, right, well, it's going to be on the news if something as ba- big as that has happened. But then it makes sense yeah. if, you know. So oh, that dear. so that's what we all thought it was. So he's obviously uh, and obviously we can see there's a difference in him now. Yeah, what he was. That, yeah, that's yeah. that's an obvious visual thing straight away. Um, so I'm glad he's back. Uh, am I going to watch the tour? No, because it's uh, a massive tour, and I can't think that far ahead. Um, and then what I've seen of it, it's almost like he hasn't progressed. No. Have you seen the bit where he's going up in this? He's on yes the air balloon singing. Yeah, finger of fire. Just Justin. Yeah, we've heard that before. Yeah, miles a day helps you work. We we've heard that before. Yeah, and then obviously there was the clip the other day where he got um, shitty with a heckler and gotten thrown out, which made every everybody feel a bit awkward. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Normally he handles hecklers pretty good. From row, he basically got him thrown out, but it was a very awkward sort of. Five, ten minutes. Oh, really? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. I mean, the thing so... about him is his his stick with the stand-up has always been, do you remember these things from your childhood? And that's what I love. Yeah. Because straight away, and like even when they, they cut to the crowd and the crowd will go, I remember that, or you used to do that, whatever that's, the joke is. That's my my ultimate favourite thing about Peter Kay is it was the relatable content that, in theory, you don't really think about it until somebody says it and you're like, no. like the landing light. Fucking landing yeah, light. Yeah. Put the landing light on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put the yeah, big light on. That. And I, the one that's very, still... Very, not, not rude stuff. No. Not, not stuff, just innocent, family friendly. No. You could all sit around the telly at Christmas or wherever, whenever he was on and just watch it together. Yeah, he might slip an F word in and then, it, oh, he's blue, Alan. He's blue, he's blue. The one thing, as when I'm doing my singing, the one thing that always gets me is when somebody walks past, they do that um, dance, walk to the dance floor dance because they'll see that I'm singing and they think that they have to somehow do some yeah. kind of little dance while they're walking past, going to the toilet or going to the bar. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. You don't have to do that, mate, but it always reminds me of that. And also the, the running dad... Running the bus. The dad running... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just so many bits that make you go, I've seen that or I've done that myself or a member of the family have done that. Of course. Um, but and as, as a, and, and as a writer and a, and a director and like the car share I thought was great and yeah. Phoenix Knights and Max and Paddy and all uh, that stuff. That's it. It's just fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. But I do feel because there were, I think, I can't remember, what the, well, the last time that he was at the O2, which was, which they, you can see on, on YouTube, there were bits of it that you thought, well, that is just a little bit of the same sort of stuff that you said before. And yeah. even like cheesecake and, and garlic bread then became plasma plasma. And it's like, it just, yeah. I've seen a couple of, of clips and I'm, I'm, I haven't been blown away, 
but I still love him. But that goes back to what I said. There's a way of making a shit ton of money very quickly. And he's cornered that market. So instead of working on a script and filming and production, he's essentially, for whatever reason he needs, he's created that to get that money. And I think it's the same as as these rock stars now or or pop stars doing a a residency in Vegas, isn't it? It's like instead of you touring around... You stay in one place and everybody comes to you and you Perfect. still do the same thing, you know. Exactly. You know, I mean, I think everybody would do it, wouldn't they, if they had that, yeah, yeah. that, that chance. But, uh, okay, um, my number seven is someone that I did see at the Wyvern. I think it was one of those things where he was testing out material years ago is Lee Evans. Now, apart from the fact that you will never see somebody sweat, sweat. as much as that man, I thought when we watched him, that he had like this two tone coloured suit on, where it was like light grey at the front and dark grey at the back, until I realised that it was just sweat. Yeah. But there's somebody. I mean, I don't think he I does remember it anymore, his, does he? I remember him do, just having like when he behold the microphone, just a stream of water <laughs> just coming off his elbow. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. He nearly made my list. Nearly. He nearly. Um, I worked on his film Funny Bones. I was I just oh, did did voice. Oh, it was when I was at college doing performing arts. They were like, "Oh, we're going to go down to Teddington Studios. We're going to do a voiceover for a film." And it just happened to be Lee Evans's film. And then I worked on the motorway services. And he came in one day, and I was like, "Oh, I did a voiceover on your Funny Bones film." And he's like, "Oh my god!" Um, but I've never seen him live. Not seen him because he's come back as well. Yeah, I thought he'd, momentarily. I thought he'd, oh right, I thought he'd stopped. I thought he'd no. Finished, he came. Uh, he definitely was. He definitely. Let me have a. Oh, let me have a look. He definitely came back momentarily. Right in the last couple of years, um, yeah. again, because yeah. it's a way. It's of an easy way. Of, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they've got a built-in fan base now, haven't they? A lot of these ones. That so people will, especially if you said that that's it, I'm not going to do any more. Yeah. As soon as you announce you're going to do. 10 dates is they're just going to sell out they're just um, you know I, I would go and see him again i thought he was he's that he's that kind of thing where it's one minute it's observational comedy then it's just the physical stuff that he does oh yeah yeah it's just like he's and mouse hunt i think that movie mouse hunt he's fantastic in that this is the thing we we haven't got a lot of physical comedians out there no there's there's a guy on the circuit called Jack Gledo, and every time I see him, I'm like, he's old school physicality that we haven't got anymore, and I, I love him. He sort of does really sort of like just things outside the box, and it's just unique, and I was like, you need to keep doing that because we've lost this kind of like thread in, in comedy. Yeah, I don't know where you stand on on like the comedians. I mean, like, I don't want you to... It feels like all we've done is slag people off. <laughs> Because I'm a very horrible person. Uh, I've got no, no fucking happiness in this I, body. I don't believe you at all. I don't believe you. you're not a nasty person. You're a lovely person. But um, the one thing I will say, not be, not having a, you know, a dog in the hunt, if you like, I find that a lot of the comedians today are very... I wouldn't know one of them from another. This is the... Um... James was, Ed, Acaster, Ed Gamble, yeah. whatever they are. They, I, I, if you showed me a picture, I wouldn't know which one of those was which. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. So obviously, a, it's a quite a young white man's game, yeah. um, and it like you've got to think now. Even though I've won the award and whatever else, I still can't get a comedy agent. So I still yeah. haven't got an agent. So I'm not going to get on telly until I've got that agent. 
and uh, very much overpopulated with the white male comedian. And then on the back of that, it's now a tick box, tick box exercise. So it's ethnicity and um, uh, sexuality, except like gender fluidity and all kinds of that, that things. Instead of just like, oh, she's really funny. Let's get her on television. Uh, my friend, um, great friend of mine, Stephen Bailey, who's an absolutely fantastic comic, comic uh, a gay comic. Of course, he's told, well, we've already got Joe Lysett and Tom Allen. We don't need another one of you. Oh. And yet he's brilliant. So he's yeah. he's head and shoulders above the above uh, a lot of the other comedians. And yet he was told recently that on this lineup in the comedy store last week, he would be the second from last that they would sign as an agent. Uh, the last one being an older white male comedian. So as far as they're concerned, that older white male comedian, they've got no use for anymore. Stephen, because he's the third gay in in the gay comedian community, we don't need that. Oh, we want the the black lesbian, the the Muslim Muslim uh, bloke, and the young uh, female gender fluid. Even though Stephen was the funniest on the bill, and they told him that they're like, it's just not what we can sign. Yeah, I don't not know. what we can put on telly. Because I, so I mean, I, I, there's a lot of them that I switch off from now, and it's the fact that that. Um, I don't want to be nasty to people because I don't. I'm not. I don't want to be like that. But how does Josh Widdicombe get all this work? For me, he's somebody that just has. Even when it's a photo, there's no personality in the photo. No. No. And I and I watch and I think and I'll see oh there's a new TV show and it's so and so and Josh Widdicombe or it's Romus Ranging Nathan and somebody and I think how are they all getting just all of this work? It's this not what we fair. Say. This is what we say though is that we moan about that until we get signed and uh, then and we get all that uh, work. Yeah. And I'm like yeah yeah give me all the work. Give me I all can the work. understand that. But, I can understand that. Like you said, you're watching it and you're like oh my god like we have got so many fantastic comedians in this country yeah and we are not using them the right and the problem we've got now pav as well is that a lot of tiktokers and youtube comedians are being signed so because they've got thousands and thousands of followers millions of likes they haven't done the time through the clubs they're not ready so then they get launched onto tv and they haven't got the the sort of work ethic behind them to understand what's going on and then obviously public watching going well this is shit oh this and then we lose those kind of people from comedy audiences yeah it's a it's a real it's got to the point now mate i'm like i'm gonna have to do something for myself in order to to get this because nobody's going to help me to get there Mm. so that's just the way i probably i'll probably end up opening my own agency at one point like further on down the line and sign people like me that couldn't get signed that I know are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It, that's the, that's the sad thing. It ends up not being about talent, does it? No, no, that, that's, the that's, thing. that's it. It should just be, my God, that person's funny. Yeah. I want them one day, all these big agents, I want them one day to turn around and go, where has this girl been like for the last 10 years? Yeah. Why haven't we signed her? And I want somebody to turn around and go, Oh, she sent us seventy-two emails over the last five <laughs> years. We we didn't even reply to one. Yeah, yeah. Do you know I, mean? Mean, I mean, the amount of times when Neil and I have been talking about stuff, and we were saying with all the shit that's on TV, and the people, I said, again, not blowing smoke up your ass, but but I, Keris could do that. Yeah, Keris could do that. Keris well, I think could do not, that. Not every uh, that, that, mate. I sit here all the time going, 
I could have done that. Yeah. That could have been me. Yeah. Carol, like, laughs. But it's like the audiences aren't young. They're our age. Exactly. We're the people with money to go out and spend on tickets yeah. and go in to see stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're the ones with the life experience. I myself don't want to see a 20-year-old boy talking about university halls. Not <laughs> fucking interested, mate. No. I also don't want to see people talking about politics because as far as I'm concerned, there's a time and a place for it. I don't want to hear about it. Let's just fucking have, have something funny, exactly. something light to bloody laugh about. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to yeah. break down that barrier, I'm telling you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So you should. So you should. Go on then, Keris, give us your number six. Uh, Adam Sandler. Okay, right. That's interesting. Why is it interesting? I can't stand him. Oh, do you know what? If ever, if for me, if ever there's a new Adam Sandler film out, I'm like, I need to watch it. I bloody really? love it. I just, I just love every, every film he's done recently. I've just loved every single one. Okay. I just find him i would absolutely adore to work with him 
like I would like sell my my son, I'd sell <laughs> Callum to work with him. We do. Yeah, I just um, I just love him. Just love yeah, him. I, I don't know what it is. Fifty uh, First Dates was my favourite film of his. I don't yeah. really see, and I haven't seen. Wasn't he on? Wasn't he? Um, Saturday, he went on Saturday Night Live, wasn't he? Didn't he start yeah, yeah. on Saturday no, Night yeah. Live and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, but, so you got yeah. to think, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, Wedding Singer, Big Daddy, Mr. D's, Fifty First Dates, The Longest Yard. Um, there was one on. What was his name? What was the? Uh, he was a cobbler. Oh God! It's not Sandy Vexler. That was the agent. Sorry, Carl's just pipping That's in. All right. Don't worry. Sandy Vexler. Have you seen that? Where no. he, he plays um, like an agent, um, like a, a entertainment agent. No, I haven't seen that one. So what was the one? What was the one? The oh, cobbler. What, no, what was no, the one? Not the, not long ago that he got a lot of good plaudits for. Hubie was Halloween. It? No. 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 Oh. Definitely not that one. Uh, no, uh, I saw a bit of that one. That one was terrible. Uncut gems. Uncut so, gems. So I haven't you're seen it it's terrible. Yet. I loved it. I loved Hubie Halloween. It's like, and and what was it? The Grown Ups movie. They yeah, just seem to me. They seem to be like, oh, like someone's going to give us loads of money. Let's get all our mates together and let's just have a fucking laugh. I can't remember the the cobbler one, right? But I like how he can do. He can do the funny bit. This this cobbler one's like just a sad tale about. I can't remember. Cal, Google it. Um, I can't remember. Oh, there you are. Hang on. Here we go. Hang on. Here we go. No, it's not. Why is it? This is awesome audio, by the way. Just keep, Thanks, you, you keep, you just keep going. Go on. Well, that bit there. <laughs> so what? Yeah, what are you looking gems. for the name of the movie. Yeah, the, it was on the cobbler one. It was sure it's not just called the cobbler. Was it? Have you found it, or am I, am I making it up? Is it called the cobbler? It is called the cobbler. Is it called the cobbler? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favourite. That's not even go. in his. Um, that's not even in his filmography. Are you sure? Right, yeah. Well, on on um, IMDb wiki. Well, no, oh, I'm on oh, yeah, Soz. Yeah, Soz. yeah, the cobbler. The cobbler. The cobbler, and it was just him being a cobbler in New York City, and it's quite sad, and he's quite sort of depressed, and um. So a cobbler, bored of his everyday life, stumbles upon a magical heirloom that allows him to become other people to see the world in a different way. I mean, what's that amazing oh, And Sandy Vexler was good as well. So he plays this fucking um, washed-up... Um, uh, where is it? Here we go. Oh, he's an agent, wasn't he? Like a washed-up Yeah, agent like a washed-up uh, agent. Uh, talent yeah. manager working in Los Angeles in the 1990s, diligently representing a group of F- eccentric clients on the fringes of show business. Yeah, um, Jennifer Hudson was in that. Quite a few people in that. Um, but yeah, I like those sort of off the wall things, and I can watch him in every film, and I just love it. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair. Enough. What is I'll, it? I'll give all, you that. I'll give you. We're that. all different, aren't we? We're, we're all, all indeed. If, if we were all the same, You're nobody boring. would be on telly. <laughs> indeed, that's right. Okay, uh, my number six. Um, there isn't really a reason to have. This man, he should be in every top ten. If we do top ten f- uh, vegetables, that's probably horrible. He should be in. Oh. Every- <laughs> it's Steve Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> that wasn't very say, good. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say um, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Martin. Yeah. And the crowd go wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Steve Martin. Of course, he. 
it did stand up at the very start. I can remember that they had a video of him from 1977, I think it was, live with his white suit on and the bunny ears and the arrow through the head and doing fun balloon animals and playing in front of, like, I think it was 20,000 people. And it was ridiculous because he would try and say a joke, but the crowd would be cheering before he got to the... The, got to the punchline really? but it's like he's just totally manic the, the, yeah. the writing is fantastic the one thing that steve martin is writing is just always clever funny stupid all at the same time you know and that and it embodies what steve martin was all about so if you ever get a chance i think it's that it's actually on youtube for our patreon yeah. subscribers of if, if, if the whole video is on there i'll put it on the video playlist for this yeah. episode I'll have a look, like, like when you think like that now, is there somebody that's similar to him in this day? No, I don't, I don't think there is. This is it. This is what I worry about, that we loop with, that's why when, um, see, some comedians are like, oh, I can't stand these tribute acts. And I'm like, if I can stand tribute acts of comedians, we've still got. Um, but I think we need tribute acts of comedians that we've lost. Otherwise, how is that comedy ever going to carry on how are people going to see like look is, that with the that, is that a thing is what? there tribute acts for com- comedians yeah like there's peter k tribute acts out there and ridiculous no, things like that yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that i don't agree with but like that if steve martin was to go and then there's oh, going to be people that, that never that are never going to see that similar sort of comedy ever again there's no. obviously um um what's his name frankie howard and stuff like that there's people that do a lot of a lot of stuff, you I know. Didn't based... realize, I didn't realize. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but I didn't realize that there were tribute acts out for comedians. You go on a you go on a cruise ship, right? And you'll you'll find somebody recycling somebody's material. That but is it? From... But is it somebody being a like a Frankie Howard? No, not on or a is cruise it somebody ship. That, no. Right, but is it somebody that is just doing their material? They're just ripping their material. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. my lord! So I prefer somebody. To, there's a guy, uh, a, a lad that's sort of based down in Plymouth. He does. Um, I don't know. It's a story where he changes hats. Right. And that's a well-known, famous one. I don't know whether it's Frank Howard. Cooper? Well, yeah, Tommy it might Cooper be Tommy Cooper. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he does it, but he says this is a Tommy Cooper right. skit, but it's what me and my dad used to do together. Yeah. So for me, it's like I had never seen that. And I think it's brilliant. And I think without people like that carrying it on, but at least he acknowledges it. It's not mine. That's <laughs> Tommy Cooper's. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here it is. And he's obviously got to put his own spin on it and have some comedy bones himself and been able to do it. Yeah. So things like that I like. But people just doing stuff and pretending it's their own. No, no, no. no. I mean, yeah, I think it's definitely a thing of the time, Steve Martins. But like you say, yeah. that, it's weird how I go my comedians i've got people that are i've got one liner people people that are just say ridiculous things and then people that are just do ridiculous things and i love yeah. that kind of comedy it's very sort of some of it's a little bit you can sort of say is monty python kind where some people yeah. are going to love it and some people are going to think well that's just stupid and yeah. seeing steve martin make a fun balloon animal and then stick it to his lip and say that it's, um, this is uh, syphilis and then this is herpes. Sticks it on his lip and uh, hello, uh, Mister Johnson. I've come to pick up Sally and you, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. it. We, that's, we haven't got that anymore. Haven't no, got it. No. Come on, Keris. 
Start making fun balloon animals on stage. I will. I will. I'll try my best. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, you're number five then, please. Uh, got to go for the old uh, local talent, uh, Russell Howard. Okay. Purely because I want to be on the Russell Howard Hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if he's listening to this. I'm sure obviously, he is. Obviously his wife is called uh, Keris as well. Oh, really? Yeah, we found that on uh, out very early on when I was did an open spot and he was on and he said, "What's your name?" I was like, "Keris." He was like, "That's my girlfriend's name." I was like, "No way!" Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Um, so is he Bristol? The, is he Bristol? He was, yeah, yeah, Bristol sort of based. There was all of them together, wasn't it? Um, was born in Bath, but Bristol, him, John Richardson, John Robbins, all that sort of group grew up together right. in Bristol, doing all the student gigs and whatever else. Um, and the fact is he's still flying the flag for Bristol, doing his thing. His, his sister's a comedian and actress as well, which I love. Um, and obviously we all love his dodgy, dodgy eye. Yeah. Oh, on. He won it, Best Compare at the Chordle Awards in 2006, and obviously we share share sort of a similar award as there well. There you go. <laughs> there you go, see? It was his dad, Frankie Howard. No. Ah, that was his uncle. That was his uncle. So he's Dave, got that. He's got Dave that was his dad. Oh, was it? <laughs> Dave you got all the Howard. info, Dave Howard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to admit he is one of those ones that I sort of put in with all the other ones. Is like I, I've yeah. never really watched any of his stuff, and I think, like you said, it, it turns you off from watching comedians because there's so many that are sort of the same. No disrespect to them. And I respect what they do and the fact that they are successful is fantastic. Um, it's also the fact that you see that they've all got podcasts and stuff like that now. And as a podcaster, it just clogs up the fact that there's, you know, another comedian um, with another podcast coming out. And, you know, are you people always ask me. Yeah, you people always ask me. I'm like... What, so why are you not doing a podcast? That to me seems an on it, an obvious thing to do. Because of what you just said, it just seems oversaturated. Like uh, somebody asked me, so I've been asked over the, the somebody asked me re- very recently, and I said, and he lives up in Telford. I was like, mate, first and foremost, you need to be able, like it needs to be filmed, and you need to have all the video and shit it, these days to go along with it. So unless you're live relatively nearby, it's not really going to be a thing. I'd probably do one with Cal is if I was going to do one, it would be me and him, and it would be like a mum son sort of perfect. Thing. Yeah. So why but, wouldn't you do that? Is it, Cal, why would we do it? Why are we not doing a podcast? He doesn't know. There he doesn't go. speak, that's why. He doesn't speak. I'm just talking to myself. He's not like, I haven't even, even got a son. What are we talking about? <laughs> it's all in not your imagination. Normal. Yeah, exactly. I think I think you should. If everyone's doing it, Keris, you might as well do it. Get in, get I know. Do well, it and... we're, we're in Australia for a month, so maybe we would do a little bit of like a blog and shit over there while, or vlog yeah. while we're right there. Yeah. See what see what goes on. I think you should. I think you should. If you need any help, just mm-hmm. let us know. Oh well, as if I I don't know anybody that does uh, it's like podcast experts. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, okay, my number five. Talking about ridiculousness and stupidness, and somebody that has been successful in TV as well as Harry Hill. Uh, now, how's that? I can remember like seeing pictures of him when he first started and thought this guy just looks 
ridiculous with the big collar, big collar, and the the, the loafers, you know, the, the brothel creepers and the, the suit yeah, and short the, trousers. And then I watched Hooves, I think was the, the 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 DVD, the live DVD, and I didn't stop laughing all the way through it. And he does a lot, which somebody very high up in my top ten does as well. He'll start a thread, go off on these stupid tangents, and then at the end bring it back to that original joke that you've forgotten about. And that I love that kind of comedy, that kind of comedy yeah. where you just leave that little thing, just flitter in there for 10, 15 minutes and make you laugh about something completely different and then bring it in with maybe one or two lines yeah, and just, just like, you know, bring seal the package. It is fantastic. But he well, is it also makes you aware of how much people are listening. Yes. So yeah. you're then, you're then like, you were all on board. Yeah. And you've all taken that for 15 minutes, listen to whatever shit, other shit I've had to say, and you're still there at the end. Yeah. Which... And then just ridiculous things like just popping in things like, oh, look at the lining and all stuff like that. And the, what, the, the little, um, oh, I can't remember what they are now, but you do like little rhymes that make no sense. And it, I just... Well, still to this day, if somebody's like, oh my God, there's there's like Prince Harry and there's Prince William, but who would... Who would win in a who would win in a fight? <laughs> and I'm sure we might find that out before too long, you know. Oh, the way things the way things are going. Is he doing well. something is he doing something now? Because he was on um Sunday brunch the other week. So I can only assume is is it his T V show coming back or something? Oh I don't know. I don't know. Is is it his T V burp or I think he had another one on, didn't he? Um I can't remember what it was. I haven't really Kept yeah, up he with... was. He was definitely on. He was on Sunday brunch last week. I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, he's right. Still got his big collar on. Has he? That's the thing as well. He hasn't changed that. He's still. No. He's very recognisable as Harry Hill. And then, to be honest, there was a guy I gigged with quite a few, about six or seven years ago. Basically, ripped him off, and oh, he came really? off stage. I was like, "You do realise you're doing Harry Hill's voice. You're wearing pretty much what Harry Hill wears." You. you you're not Harry Hill. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. I haven't seen him since. Really? Um, really. I was very excited. I think it was during shutdown or lockdown, as they as they called it, um, that he did a podcast. He had a podcast. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be, like, really interesting to listen to it, put it on. And it was basically, um, it was a podcast that could last for as long as it happened. And it was just him in his office working. Mm-hmm. So it was just the sound. So it was complete silence. No. Until there would be one word, and then that would be the end of the podcast. So he just kept press record, and then would be tapping away or writing, or you could hear paper fluttering, and it could go on for half an hour. It could go on for like 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, there would be just some stupid word. Oh, ergonomic. And then that would be it. <laughs> and then it that's would stop. hilarious. But the trouble is, is like the idea was really funny. But when you're actually listening to it, you're thinking, I've got like, because you could see how long the podcast episode was going to be. I thought, I've got 45 more minutes of this shit. I don't, I don't think I, and I, I didn't listen to very many episodes, but it's typical really like, Harry Hill. Exactly. Which is good. It's, it's um, what it is, isn't it? Junior Bake Off is coming back. And he's uh, on that. That's, I knew there was something, there must have been something in the pipeline. If there's anybody that is going to be able to, um, portray children cooking is Harry Hill. Exactly. I mean, you could do that. <laughs> the craziness of it all. You could do that. Say, what was it? Who's dropped out? Matt Lucas, isn't it? Yes, there you go. Bake. There you go. Love, not, love that Noel Fielding as well that I can work with him. 
MC of the year 2023 or 2022. I 2022, yeah. Yeah, so um, mean, yeah, I've got to use it for something. I mean, Christ, I don't you just write the checks out, surely. Anyway, Keris, your number four, please. Uh, still staying with the theme that I was just on, okay. the old uh, Stephen Merchant. Oh, right, okay. Uh, see, it's all gone sort of a bit sort of comedy actor. But yeah. saying that, I was with him at this comedy store in London last night where he was doing stand-up. So, really? Has he gone back yeah. to doing that, has he? Because I yeah, know he had so that he Hello said, Ladies tour that he did. That's it. That's what he brought up last night. Is The last time he was on tour was when he was looking for a partner. Obviously, since found found one, he's been with her for six years. So he said that's the last time he went out on tour. So again, he's another one that's coming back to stand up because it's the grassroots of stuff. It's where you're finding out what what's working, what's not. Yeah. And did so it was a new material um, night at the store last night. Um, and yeah, he was, he was brilliant. We loved him. Like, and he, what I love as well is that like these people are paying. Like, not very much to get in. And then you've got Stephen Merchant coming on. They absolutely bloody loved it. I bet Loved they did. it. I bet yeah, they no, did. he was... And he really, hasn't I, really changed his... He's, he's, he's not tried to, like, soften his accent or anything in all the things that he's done, has he? No, that's the... And that's what I love. And that's why I want to work with him with the... Because the Outlaw... Did you watch the Outlaws? I watched the, the first recent. series. I haven't seen the second series yet. See, I thought it was absolutely superb. I, yeah. I, I love that. I should have been in it. Um, <laughs> they, he want no, he wanted co- Bristolian comedians to oh, be right. in it. Okay, he asked around, and so many people put a name forward. But there's a there's a, a guy uh, on the circuit that's my me too. That's stopping me from from progressing in some areas. Which really is a good friend of the Russell Howards and the John Richardson's back in the day, which they're all distancing themselves from. But he's, um, if he hadn't have stood in the way, I would have probably been on it. So we had a bit of a chat about it last night. So hopefully going forward, he'll, uh, he'll realise that I'm a good addition to any Bristolian sort of sitcom. Right. Is there going to be a series three of that? Uh, I don't know, because I, w- I was in series two, but only background um and they were filmed consecutively that's right yeah. so we were already doing filming season two series two before the series one had come out and we were that we were in the prison scene so we were must have been a prison around near siren or somewhere around i don't know can't remember now um yeah so i'd imagine there would be i, I can't i haven't watched series two either yet i've got it on me sky plus ready to go yeah, yeah, so yeah. i don't know how it ends but just things like that. I mean, you had bloody... Um, who was in it? The... Christopher Walken was in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. But yeah, they loved him last night. Um, I just think he's got a lot... You know, he mentioned Ricky Gervais and he said, imagine, like, turn up thinking somebody's going to be from the office and it's not him, it's me. <laughs> We're like... <laughs> no, he was great. He had a... Oh, good. They loved him last night. I just, I just love it. I just love the accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Give me a job, Stephen Merchant. Yes. <laughs> My number four. Now, it's going to be interesting on what your your view on this person is, because this is somebody that got cancelled uh, and then has slowly come back. Yes, Louis C.K. He's one of those guys, I mean, uh, he, he does things that people um, sort of frown on, but he also says like the most ridiculous stuff. But I find that he's really funny. Now, Obviously, he got cancelled 
for now if i'm right he used to, he was masturbating in front of people but he apparently had he asked if it was okay to masturbate in front of them uh i don't think it was like just a a whim thing he was uh, if, if if I got that right, I'm not sure 100. Yeah, I wasn't it's just there. such a it's just such a weird thing because if you're in that situation, what are you supposed to say? No. Yeah. It's, I don't. I mean, I don't know because it was it was people that you were fr- he was friends with, wasn't it? Well, was it? Or was it? Was it female? It's going to be female. It's going to be female comedians, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming like, one of the ones I heard was like Sarah Sarah Silverman. And it yeah. was sort of almost like, well, you go on, just get on, just get on with it. It was like a very blasé attitude about it. Yeah, it wasn't because, but I think that's because that's what we feel we've got to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, so and it's I'm, real I'm weird. Yeah, I'm talking about it from a male you know, point of view, yeah, kind of you thing. You know me. Yeah. I've worked in uh, male or in like male orientated sort of uh, workplaces. Yeah, and when you're in things like that, it was really weird because I'm talking about the fire service. And um, I've been phoned up recently by uh, Radio 4 because there was a big furore with London Fire Brigade at the moment about um, sexism and stuff in the fire brigade. Oh, right. Okay. And I went back to the time when I was training and they just opened up the training centre down in Avonmouth, right? And some, it could only be a man, some man thought that it was a good idea to make it, uh, make the changing rooms unisex. And you know how open-minded I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm fine with that. But, my God, one woman trying to change in a room full of naked, 30 naked men was very intimidating. I can imagine. And there was quite a few times where I'm like, I'd I'd literally just get changed really quickly and just go outside. Yeah. And I spoke to um, a female firefighter recently. I said, oh, is is it still unisex down there? She's like, no. And I was like, well, 20 years ago, some bright spark to thought they were like, oh, we're forward thinking here. When in fact it was, no, you're not. You're putting whatever woman, because there was only one or two of us. I was going to say. In very weird positions. But you go along, what am I supposed to say in that situation? Yeah. It's not like it no, would thanks. be 30 women and one man. Then no. they would then they would change that, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's one of these things that I've been in situations before where somebody's gone, somebody's, oh, God. I'll tell you, Jim Davidson. Right. So I work with Jim. Um, he has got a habit of pissing in the sink in the dressing room. <laughs> Another exclusive. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like a ritual thing because everybody around him is like, yeah. And as a person coming in, you're like, what? So we did a theatre gig not too long ago. And he walks into this dressing room and the door's open. And I go to go in and then I'm like, is he pissing in the sink? And then they're like, yeah. Is that because so you, the toilet was was being used or the toilet nope. was too far away? Or? Nope. Nope, just a thing. That's always done it, apparently. Always done it. Okay. So it's just things like that that you're like, well, I'm not going to go, oh, well, that's disgusting. What are you... It's yeah, just something he does, and yet yeah. when it comes down to it, why is why that shouldn't be allowed? That is very very strange. So it's, it's, just, it's just a weird thing, and it's the same. I said a couple of times I've walked in on the same comedian at two different um, things where they go into the toilet and don't lock the door. Right. And like the first time I did it, I was like, oh bloody hell! Like well, lock the door. Oh god, sorry, sorry. And then months later, 
happened again. I was like, no, now I know you do it, hoping that somebody's going to walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's a different thing. So yeah. please stop doing that. So that, but then you're telling them to stop doing it, aren't you? Yeah. So it's like you. But then you could. I would only say that because I'm in a sort of slightly elevated position to him now, where right. I wasn't. If you know what I mean. So it's, okay. it's a very. I know what you're saying about Lucy K. Whatever he's going to come back. There's there's a, a count, there's countless amounts of men that have done stuff in in the UK that are still on the circuit. They're still still working. So until that balance is is redressed and whatever sort of like obvious evidence is out there there's nothing we can do about it but again there's the there's the murky line there for what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. it's like no. yeah it was accepted but then going back on it you're thinking should i was i really in the position to be able to say that was okay whatever i've gone to see him on tour and i i when he came to the uk a few years ago went to the he was in the o2 wasn't he yeah that's right yeah massive sellout tour uh went on my own to see him and because i loved his program Louis. Yes. Yeah, Louis. Brilliant. Great. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for this. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So I sat there, uh, weirdly, sat next to Jay from Five. Um, (laughs) As you do. As you do. (laughs) My favourite. And it was basically the the TV show on stage. Oh, right. So he said nothing in that live show that I hadn't watched on TV. Really? I was really shocked. That's disappointing. Like I was like, I was expecting so much. I'd heard so many good things. I'd loved the show. Never seen him live, any of his live performances. Yeah. And he's just basically broken down the TV shows into chunks. Wow. Yeah. How strange. Have you ever seen the... Horace and Pete? No. It's a it's a TV. A it's no. It's a TV show that he did with um, that he wrote. Um, that he, that Alan Alder was in it. Steve yeah, Buscemi Steve was Buscemi. in it. And it was basically Just like, uh, yeah, and it's... it's. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. It's a dark comedy show, but it was like, they basically said, well, I think he paid for it all and then yeah. had it on his on his um, website, I think, and got people to pay for it that way. Yeah. And sometimes oh, episodes were like half hour, sometimes episodes were 45 minutes. There was no format to it. It's just him, he owns a bar. His, yeah, him yeah. and his brother... Two His middle-aged brother. cousins run a small family bar in the heart of Brooklyn with the help of their uncle Pete. Yeah, and it is Alan Alder is fantastic in it. I'm going to check like that. A, he's a, he's a racist, misogynistic old fart that you know doesn't give a shit about saying really shit things to people. Yeah. Um, but it's really dark in places as well. I mean, yeah. you just be prepared that it's not a balls out comedy. Yeah, it's a, I'll have a... a comedy drama. I'll have a look um, at that. But yeah, it's it's hard hitting, but there's some really funny bits in it, but some really dark bits in it as well. So um, yeah, that was my I'll number four. So we need your number three now, please, Karis. My number three is Kevin Hart. Okay. okay. And now this comes down purely. Now this is a, a pure Netflix thing, look, because... I love his stand-up specials on there. Right. Um, not only the specials, but there's the one, the behind-the-scenes one, where you can see the work ethic that this comedian has for mm. his art. Mm. Never have we had sort of like the inner workings of somebody so intensely focused on where they are and where they're going. And I love, I'd love to... I'd love the whole sort of thing behind it. 
And right. I think there's there's probably a comedian, there's a comedian called Adam Rowe in this country that's probably following very closely similar to what he's doing and and that he's making shit loads of money. Right. Would you say that Kevin Hart's one of, if not the biggest comedian in the world at the moment? I would say so. And I'd say a lot of that is probably based because of the Netflix yeah. series. Um, because he wouldn't necessarily have been on my radar. I'm not like... Like when you talk to comedians and like, oh, I'm a massive Bill Burr fan and this, I don't, I don't mm. watch a lot of American comedians or, you know, things like that. And yet what got me into him was his, is, was that. And it, then it's like watching somebody striving for the career that they want and how much work goes into, how much work he's put into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like him as an actor. I think he's, and he yeah, seems to be well. like a really good guy. I've watched a lot of videos of him um, talking on the in, um, inside the NBA with Shaq O'Neal and yeah, um, and that, and he and he just has a great repartee with all of them, and he's very quick with the one-liners, quick with the put downs. Um, I've never really seen much of his stand-up. I must admit, but but I, I said like even like clips of clips of him and the Rock when they're when they're ribbing each other and stuff. Yeah, just just brilliant. Yeah, and you don't realise how small he is. He no, is, he is until tiny. you see next to the rock. <laughs> yeah, but then anyway, everybody looks small again yes. next to the rock. But uh, and obviously he's know. been he's been honest about his like cheating on his wife yeah. and stuff like that, and yeah. you know it takes balls to be able to kind of do that. So yeah, yeah. No, no fair enough. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, my number three is um, Tim Vine. Now, Jazz's brother. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I think I, I've never. I can't remember the name of the 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 video or the DVD that I watched, but I can't find it anywhere now. And I and it's it's not on YouTube or anything. But it was literally just the rate of the the jokes that that man does and the stuff that he gets out of his bag. And it was like there was f- five or six minutes of him trying to throw a pen behind his ear. So he got stuck in his ear and he and it, it he couldn't stop until he did it. So yeah. the crowd are like clapping him and and it got to the point where he'd used all the pens up. So he had to pick all the pens up off the floor and do yeah. it again. Yeah. And then later on in the in the set, in the in the DVD, he has this prosthetic big ear that he puts on. Yeah. With this even bigger pen, but he's then doing it again for another five or six minutes, at least five or six minutes. But the, and, it, and the fact is, people sit there and watch it. Exactly. And the longer it goes, the funnier it is. Yeah. Because you know that he's not going to stop now until he gets that pen. I mean, if he got it in the first couple of goes, that's great. And he moves on. But yeah, he just keeps doing it, it and keeps doing it. It, and it takes a lot. One... One line of comedians I've got a lot of respect for because I mean there's some shit ones out there and there's some people that rip off Tim Vine and um yeah um Gary Delaney and stuff like that. Uh Tim Vine's obviously probably the original one of the first ones that you can sort of remember. Yeah, yeah. Um such a hard, such a hard thing to do. Oh one liner. I don't know how they can because you, you've got to get people on board to what you're doing. Yeah. It's the same as a character. I'd love to do a character. I want to do a character. But people need to know quite quickly what you're doing. Yes. And that's the same yeah. with one-liner jokes. If you just come out and just do something lame, it takes like one, two, three, four jokes for them to go, ah, right, we're on board now. We know what you're doing. Oh, this is great. Mm. But to have that uncertainty. 
I and think I was going to say well, there's, Mark, a, there's Mark, a gift, the, isn't it? The, yeah, the guy that won uh, Best uh, Act last night is the one-liner, Mark Simmons. Oh, right. So he's he's selling out tours at the moment. And his isn't the same as Tim Vine. He's got completely... You know when you see some one-liners and you're like, oh, I've heard this joke before. Like, this yeah, song, yeah, yes. yeah. Like, Mark's is not. Mark's probably one of the first ones that you see and you go, yeah, no, I can see what he's doing, but he's not doing any like repeats of anybody else's. He, he won joke at the Fringe like that. Um, have you got... A, uh, went into a library and said, have you got a book about turtles? And she goes, hardback. And he goes, yeah, and little heads. <laughs> so it's yeah. just just things like that. But see, see, that's a different... Now, I did 10 one-liners at the, the, for the intro. And I'd read them a couple of times to myself before we went on air to try and see how... So how do you deliver them? You just did that as, yeah. a, as an after, and that was perfectly delivered. Yeah, but it's not... In my eyes, I'm like, I fucked this up. Because, no, again, then, it's not... When he delivers it, it's like, great. And yeah. then when you're repeating it, because because we're not, I don't. It doesn't feel natural to me to no. do that kind of joke. No, no, no. But yeah, he's yeah, he's also I, brilliant. But yeah, Timbine, great. Yeah, he's yeah, great. Okay, then, Keris, your number two, then, please. Go left field, dear mate. Left field, Geraldine Hickey. Who the fuck is that? exactly right? Australian comedian. I'm hoping to work with her in the next uh, couple of months. Um, Geraldine Hickey just popped up right on my. Insta and my TikTok probably a year or so ago. Just, I love her laid back delivery. Um, and it's just sort of like you listen to it. She's like a storyteller and you just listen and you're like, this is just, this is just fucking funny. Okay. And I uh, yeah, we're going to be in I Australia at the same time. She's... Yeah. No, you would, it's, it's literally, um, like like I said, Instagram and um, TikTok, where where you're seeing most of her. So she she's at the Melbourne International Festival. She's she's doing a tour in I think she's in Adelaide when I'm in Adelaide, and I'm definitely going to go and see it. Just an up and coming comedian. Well, I don't even think she's up and coming over there. I think she's an established comedian over there. Yeah. But possibly she probably hasn't been over here. Maybe doing a tour. Um, but yeah, just just love the freshness of it. Hell of a quiff as well. It's a lesbian quiff, isn't it? Eh? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. What I'd give for a quiff like that. <laughs> what yeah. I'd give for any hair like that. <laughs> true, <laughs> true, mate. True. Yeah. Okay, just so there's a, one. Just a new new one I thought I'd chuck into the mix. Wonderful. And that, yeah, on the video playlist for anybody on our Patreon, look. Um, yeah. Introduce you to a, a new comedian there, Geraldine Hickey. Okay, my number two was Geraldine Peter Kay. So we've already uh, spoke about Peter Kay. Yeah. So before we um, announce our number ones, uh, do you want to give us a rundown from 10 to 2 in proper sort oh, of God. top 40 styly? And I'll do the dee, same. Dee, 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 dee. Like that. If I had some music, I could dee, do that. In a turn, in a turn with Robin Williams, not to be confused with Robbie Williams. Take that superstar. In at number nine is uh, another dead comedian, Sean Hughes. Uh, 
initially a bit of a cunt, but then rectifies <laughs> himself. Uh, number eight, again, we're following the dead theme with Victoria Wood. Long may she rest in peace. And number seven, we've got Comeback King Peter Kay, followed by number six, Adam Sandler. Great films. Not everyone's great, but I still find them hilarious. Number five is Bristolian Russell Howard. Thank you very much with your accent and your bog eye. Uh, number four is very tall Stephen Merchant. Six foot seven, I'll have you know. I was with him last night. He is that tall. Number three is cheating Kevin Hart from all the way from the States that does the comedy in the round. Number two, relatively newcomer to uh, the UK. Well, not even UK, to you guys at home. Geraldine Hickey, all the way from Oz. One um, don't say your number one yet. Finally. We'll do yes. My number yes. 10 is... The wonderful Karis Nelms. Uh, number nine is Ricky Gervais. Eight, Al Murray as the pub landlord. Seven, Lee Evans. Six, Steve Martin. Five, Harry Hill. Four, Louis C.K. Three, Tim Vine. And number two, Peter K. So, Karis, what is your number one, or who is your number one comedian? See, gone. I gone. I don't think you're going to get this, although you might do if you hear me talk about her. Miriam Margulies. Right, okay. So again, gone a bit more sort of comedy as in whenever she's on TV. Yeah. She is just, you can't She's gold. that. No, absolutely That not. is just there. So when she's on the real Marigold, Marigold Hotel and things like that, or when she's on This Morning swearing, or when she's on the radio <laughs> swearing, on Graham Norton swearing... That's, I want to be her when I grow yeah. up. I yeah. just love her. All her character, every character she's done in anything, I want to be her. And I could, I've been to, I went to see her, like she obviously does an evening with Miriam Margley's, just the most entertaining hour and a half I've ever seen. Just the story, you could, this is a woman you could listen to forever. Mm. Um, I wrote about her, there was obviously, there's a, there's a book saying like the best sort of comedians or your comedians that you sort of might your heroes or heroines. And I, I, my chapter was on Miriam because I just bloody love her. Just love her. She's a national treasure. I love, just love her. She just is. Love her. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I met like... her, I met her in Edinburgh. I was having a really bad time and I got into this lift because Edinburgh festival, as you know, is a little bit of a mental health fucking issue yes. for me. Yeah. It's hard work up there. And there's only been sort of two times that I've felt at my wits end and she was there for one of them. I was like, I just want to go home. She's like, no, keep going, girl, keep going. We just ended up in the same lift together and like, I'd love her to bits and yeah. it was great. Yeah. I feel yeah. her and her and Brian Blessed should be like wrapped in cotton wool. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. left somewhere so that they just like stay there for yeah. all time. Oh yeah. She, what's she married? What, 81? Oh gosh, she's going to go soon. <laughs> Well, she is nice on your list. I mean, Christ, well, exactly what? right. Yeah, the death, the death. Thirty-three percent of your your well, list aren't here anyway. It would be in Harry Potter. Look again; yeah. it's the same sort of there ilk in it. It's like, yeah, yeah definitely. That's her. a great one. No, that is a great one. I think she, like you say, I've just been. I actually, I had a one free credit on Audible, so I got the Black Adder. Um, yeah, yeah. Series. Yeah, yeah. She was in. Like, I think she must have been in two or three of the episodes. She was Queen Victoria in the Christmas um, episode. Victoria, yeah, yeah. She was always great. She was always fantastic. Yeah, and she always like popped up in different different movies and stuff as well. But yeah, yeah, Love yeah her. she's wonderful. Bless her. Um, my number one is the same as Neil's number one. Uh, it's Billy Connolly. Oh, 
And you go sad, yeah. Um, uh, Obvious one. Yeah, it's just I've grown up with Billy Connolly right from. Oh God, I can't remember that first time I ever saw him. But the Big Yin wasn't he? Where they they called him to start with. He's just always been there, and he's always been. It is sad to sort of see him now, but he always he still seems to be like very switched on, even though it's, it's yeah. Parkinson's that he's got. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So again, another one that you feel like, you know, obviously no, no one's going to be around forever, but as somebody that his comedy has always been that kind of, he's another one starts a little thread, goes off on little tangents and then brings it back beautifully to something. But like you say, it, it's because you're listening to him that yeah. you get the full blast of what he's trying to do. And he's so clever with with his comedy. He's just, I think he's the he's he for me. Well, he's my number one. So he is for me the greatest stand up, um, yeah. the greatest comedian I think there's ever been. I think um, for me, look, the only I think I just missed him. Right. Like I think I don't know why. Whether I because well, how old are you? I'm fifty three. Yeah. So yeah. I'm forty four. So I think it he was just that little bit before me watching him yeah. if you know what I mean so yeah. my stepdad loved him my stepdad was Scottish loved him and I I know so many people have got such good things to say, but I think I just never it it was never my sort of era so I sort right. of missed out on it a little bit but yeah. I um there's really weirdly the other day there's so many like really shit comedians I'm not talking any comedians you know but there's comedians on the circuit that um uh publicize um courses how you know we'll teach you how to be a comedian and stuff like that and i noticed his the other day he's got i think it's on bbc sounds or something he's got like a little thing yeah and the little the trailer had more information in like the two minutes of that that any of these other comedians could ever teach you right like just in the not even the stuff that you paid for just the little trailer what he was talking about was just so on like on the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need yeah. to watch him again. Another more. another national treasure. I really, really think that. Bubble and wrap him again. Put yeah, him up on the shelf with the e- others. Exactly. I mean, I can like you say an age. It's an age thing, but I can remember like being young and staying up and watching Match of the Day. And then after Match of the Day would be Parkinson, and he would be one of the greatest guests on Parkinson. He'd always yeah. be fantastic. And then he did an audience with on ITV. I love those. And yeah. and that was the thing. I remember buying the video of that. And then Live at the Albert Hall was another one. Um, he did a spot on the original comic relief that was live on stage, I think, at the Drury Lane in 1985, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and he did a fantastic set on there talking about how he was in the water and he looked round and he saw a fin. So he was like, he ran as quickly as he could, throwing children behind him. And then he turned round and realised it was his own flipper. <laughs> so it's just stuff like that. Just exactly. fantastic stuff, you know? Yeah. So no, think, he's, yeah. he's one of the best, definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. Okay, we got quite a few honourable mentions. So we'll fire through these. Um, at Jalen Salman, uh, who was our guest last week. Hello, Jay. Uh, Kate McKinnon, Michaela Cole, Robin Williams and Kevin Hart. Stu Grant said, Nick Helm is bloody brilliant live, made me laugh and cry. Billy Connolly, Richard Pryor, Greg Davis and Robin Williams. Maria Pereira says, so many, but James Acaster, Richard Ayoade, and uh, Eliza Schlesinger are up there for, uh, at the top for current. George Carling for all time. 
Uh, Christine Hillary said Eddie Izzard, Chris Waylanger, uh, Tim Minchin and Tig Nataro. Lisa Buchanan said Eddie Izzard have watched Dress to Kill a hundred times. Stephen Wright, oh, there's a there's a name. Remember, remember Stephen Wright, the one with the real monotone voice. Ooh, you ever watched You ever watched Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. So he's like the K Billy DJ. Yeah. Yeah, he's got oh, that, yeah. that voice. He's in that. He's in that Horace and Pete. He's in Horace and Pete. I was just about to say, he's in Horace and Pete, yeah. Um, and Mitch Hedberg, hands down, have the best punchline delivery ever for the most mundane of topics. Nancy Trickell says, Eddie Izzard, Jimmy Carr and Dennis Leary. Crystal Waters, Eddie Izzard by far and Eliza Schlesinger. God, that's a thing to say. Matt Williams says, Bill Hicks, George Carlin, Billy Connolly, the two Ronnies, Morecambe and Wise, Victoria Wood, Dave Allen, Les Dawson, Peter Cook, Dudley Moore, Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders, Tracy Allman, Lee Evans, Dylan Moran, Kenny Everett, of course, Eddie Izzard, uh, Frankie Boyle and many more. There's not that much many more there. Uh, Laura Gollop said, Lee Evans and Ricky Gervais, Jack Whitehall, Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders, Daisy and Charlie Cooper, Keris is hilarious too. There's so many great comedians out there. Kim Penniston says, We all love Keris. And Liz Art said, Yes, we do. Oh, stop it. There you go. Wendy Wiltshire, Count Arthur Strong. Uh, Carrie Ogilvie said, George Carlin, Eddie Izzard have always been my two favourites. Jack Whitehall is hilarious when I see him on Graham Norton, but I haven't seen his stand up yet. See, Jack Whitehall's someone I just, I just cannot. Uh, I don't know. I, Seems I interviewed him once at the. Uh, comedy awards backstage and he wouldn't speak to me because he couldn't understand my accent really because it was so rough oh, he's almost like i don't oh, speak no. to working class people i was like oh, fuck off <laughs> was he joking or was that <laughs> uh, anna cochran said george carlin uh at just ms me said tommy cooper and ricky gervais mark kempner hello mark said lee evans peter k and luke kempner Larry Salas said he was one of the best. It's been a year today since uh, his passing. That's when we uh, got this message. Uh, there will only ever be one Bob Saget. Uh, Kirsten Prynne said I adored Robin Williams. Yeah, Robin Williams. I thought I said Robbie Williams then. Uh, Corinne Pastor said Jimmy Carr, Jim Jeffries, Bill Burr, Brad Williams, Eliza Schlesinger, to name a few. Uh, at And Why Not Pod said in no particular order, George Carlin, Steve Martin, Jack D, Richard Pryor, Sean Locke, Dara O'Brien. See, why didn't you have Sean Locke in your in your thing? I mean, not being horrible, but he's not alive anymore. You know, you could have had him in there as well. Yeah. He'd be on the extended list. Uh, on the extended list. Dara O'Brien, uh, Russell Howard, Dave Allen, Robin Williams and Lee Evans. So thank you very much, everybody, uh, for sending in your honourable mentions. That's it. We did it, Keris. Uh, just us two of us. I know. It was lovely, though. Oh, it was nice, wasn't it? It's, so it's, it's really... nice to have one-on-one instead of that fucking weird threesome we normally have. <laughs> I know. I know. Although Carl's been here, so Carl's been here, but maybe we have had a I mean, it, weirder threesome it, than normal. It is kind of weird. It is. It does look like we're sort of lying in bed together, doesn't it? It does sort of look sort of like that. Mm. How, how you doing, Carrie? You've right? got a weird headboard. Oh, I'm looking, I, I, yeah, I've got, I've, got, yeah, I've got a very <laughs> weird headboard. Um, so, what have you got? I mean, obviously, you said you're off to Australia for a month. I mean, is yeah. that? Is that work or is that play? tomorrow. Then I'm at the comedy store for the rest of the week. Well, west of the weekend. And I fly to Australia on Sunday for 10 weeks. My goodness. Yeah, all for work. The uh, Perth uh, Festival and then the Adelaide Festival. Then I'm back the end of March, home for about a week. And then 
fly to Austria for two comedy festivals over there. Wow. So, yeah, um, back back and then doing Glastonbury and all kinds of shit in this country. Excellent. Bit more voiceover work to torment people that just hear my voice <laughs> on the radio, on the radio airwaves, and go. Oh, and can oh. you tell us? You can tell us what that is, or is oh, that I'm, like, I'm just in the pipeline at the moment. The so I might have to fly back from Australia to do it. So it's oh. just going to be cray cray. That is going to be very cray cray. Yeah. Um, so um, how can people? see your stuff and get hold of you and stuff like that well i'm on all the socials and i like i said we need followers on social in order to get work uh so i'm on instagram tiktok facebook twitter tinder only fans oh right what's the only fans it's uh, just Karis Nelms. is it i, I say i joke about it because uh, they had a comedy competition on there so oh, we all right. have to join because oh, right. they're okay. trying to make it more of a platform for uh professionals rather than just slags yeah and uh <laughs> but i was already on there as a, as a <laughs> um but i've got like 127 followers i don't even do anything really really oh yeah they don't yeah it's free to subscribe there's nothing much on there. there's a few comedy oh, clips well, and stuff like that so don't don't get gonna, excited i'm gonna bother um okay. yeah and we'll me website www.kerisnells.com and i take it you can get all your all, all the all the links are on kerisnelms.com yeah, yeah 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 most well we'll are, put yeah. that link but it's in the under Nelms for everything because there's yeah. only one path there's there's only a, one there there is Nelms. thank god for that there's only exactly. one kerisnelms thank um, god right yeah so i'll put that in the show notes so anyone can just click on that yeah. and they can get in touch with you and all that kind of stuff just to let everybody know that when this is uh, released at the end of this week i'm going to be doing the 24-hour charity podathon again it's the second year, um, so it's going to be live on my Facebook, and I think it's going to be live on our Top 10 Twitter. So I will put the links in. Um, it's going to be for Stroke Association and the Sarasota Cancer Relay for Life. So hopefully, I know that obviously cost of living crisis, if we raise £100 for each charity, that's £100 more. I'm not expecting us to get to, I think, £3,500 that we raised last year. So... I'll put the links in the show notes. If you can donate, that is fantastic. If not, don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. But I'm going to be on air for 24 hours uh, from Friday the 27th at 8 p.m. to Saturday the 28th, 8 p.m. I must be fucking mental. But we're going to do that and we'll have some fun. Keris, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, it's been so nice spending a couple of hours with you. It's been far too long. Have a lovely time in Australia. Will do. And, thank you. Um, don't go bringing back any creepy crawlies or any no. like, tropical diseases or anything like that. I got be all a, of them anyway. Be a good girl. <laughs> don't go giving them any tropical diseases or anything like that. Spread well. the love. Spread Indeed. the love. And in our eyes, you are the MC of the year every year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, Keris. Thank you very much for everybody to listening and watching and all that stuff. Neil, don't go breaking your toe again and let's start the countdown. Ten, nine, Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.